Arizona Sports, Sports, the local sports sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset, and we roll with the 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show, this is where you go to get caught up on everything going on in sports, thank you very much for that Eric, according to reports, the Arizona Cardinals and former Saints coach Sean Payton finally have set up a date. Thursday is when they're going to meet about the Cardinals' head coaching position. Uh, Michael Bidwell's kept his word, going to cast that net far and wide, and they have done that. They have interviewed a bunch of coaching candidates. They were not able to get the D'Amico Ryan's interview set. He canceled the interview with the Cardinals or postponed it. We're not sure which one. And he cannot be interviewed this week because it's championship week. But good to see that Sean Payton and the Cardinals are going to talk. Get that former ball boy in here. Let's see what he's got. See what he has to say for himself. Now, there was also a report that he was going to have, he being Sean Payton, he was going to have a second interview with the Broncos on Wednesday. But Howard Balzer is tweeting out, he covers the team for PHNX Sports, that a source told him the Denver interview for Payton has been delayed. So maybe he'll... The idea was if he goes to Denver on Wednesday and they say, hey, you're our guy, we're not going to let you leave. If he's delayed that interview... And to give the Cardinals an opportunity to speak with him, first of all, that does a couple things. It might increase his leverage over Denver because the more people he interviews with, the better for him. And that might get the Cardinals a chance to talk with him without having to worry about the Broncos coming in and stealing him before the Cards even have a chance to interview him. Let's just get him off the TV. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> you notice that? Um, he's, he's, not okay. That, he's okay. He's okay. He's not that good. He's okay. He's a coach. Go back to coaching. Yeah, he, he's okay. Honestly, that whole Fox lineup, I think, could use a fresh coat of paint. But that's just me. According to reports, Brian Flores will have an in-person interview with the Cardinals today. That's your guy. You like Brian Flores. He is the betting favorite to be the guy, I think, because Uh, of the Monty Austin Ford connection, right? Mm -hmm. To me, he's as good a backup plan if you don't get Sean Payton as you're going to find. I really like Brian Flores a lot as a candidate. Listen, I don't think some of these guys are consolation prize. There was a report that there was an Ian Cunningham from the Bears had turned down the Cardinals job as GM. Yep. They ended up with Monty Austin Ford. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's the second or third guy that ends up being great. So, listen, the Cardinals are interviewing a lot of good quality coaching candidates. I feel confident they'll get a quality coach. All right, 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans reportedly canceled, and that was the word that Jay Glazer used, canceled his interview with the Cardinals ahead of San Francisco's Sunday's playoff win over Dallas. He had interviews scheduled with the Cardinals and the Colts and decided he needed to focus on the game, so he canceled those two interviews. Now, did he cancel them or did he postpone them? If he postponed them, I'll tell you right now, he can't have them this week. NFL rules prohibit him because his team is in the playoffs from having a conversation about another coaching job this week. So if the Cardinals want to talk to him, they're going to have to wait a bit until at least a week from today if they want to speak to D'Amico Ryans now. So he has had, is it two interviews that he's had? D'Amico Ryans, I believe, has had three Okay. I think he's spoken with canceled Indianapolis and Arizona. And I think he's talked to the other three. He's going to be the head coach of the Texans. You say so? right now he's going to be the head coach. I think that's why he canceled. You're calling D'Amico Ryan to the Texans. You think so? Like he knew that he was going to get so that why gig. Why would you cancel it? you got a chance to be a head coach in this league. Well, yeah. And you're going to cancel interviews? You've got a job. Yeah. Uh, unless, and you know, you're probably not going to say anything until after the playoffs. Or, unless the wordage that was used was wrong and it's postponed, not canceled. But I would agree with you. If he canceled it, it's because he knows he's got a job. And, and that's where I want to know the distinction. Cardinals are also reportedly hiring the Lions' Dave Sears as an assistant general manager under GM Monty Austin for it. And then one more, the 
Cardinals reportedly have requested an interview with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Dan yeah. Quinn, yep. They did a good job with that defense. Last night, the Suns' third straight win. Hallelujah. They took down the Grizzlies, 112-110. The biggest storyline was the return of Chris Paul, 22-point double-double. And he spoke on the team almost blowing a lead in the fourth quarter. We just got to build confidence. Past few years, uh, that's when we've been at our best, the last five, four minutes of games. You build that confidence being put in those situations. You know, you start figuring out the plays that you like to run down the stretch or whatnot. So we were just a little disorganized here and there, but we'll be better. You were going to say something before I hit play on that? I think that the, that was a real one of the best wins of the year. Because it's Memphis, they had Ja, they had Bain, they had their guys, and you're still without DA, without campaign. And I know that the, the Grizzlies almost beat him in the end. If the game would have been two minutes long, how many times have you said, game would have been two minutes long, they would have lost. But I think that was one of the best wins of the year because Chris played outstanding in the first quarter, 15 points. Um, you got some really good. Dario Sarge was great. It was really good. Down Mikhail hit two big three-pointers in the fourth quarter to kind of help them, you know, overcome the Memphis rally. I you, you can make an argument that's the best win because Memphis is good. And you beat them, and they had, you know, they, they had their key players. Paul's return follows Cam Johnson from last week. The team is still waiting on Devin Booker, and according to Monty Williams, and this is from his pregame media session on Sunday, it's still going to be a while for Booker. We got a lot of boxes to check before he can even approach that. Um, you know, he's he's had like non-contact practices, but that's not the same as, you know, getting beat up a little bit and playing in three on three, four on four, five on five, and, you know, playing in three minute spurts, which is, you know, on average what you do in a game before there's a whistle. Uh, His four week reevaluation period is up on Wednesday. So it sounds like we still have a while. Wednesday was supposed to be. the Yeah. And I think that, listen, that's why I think you get to the trade deadline. Don't do anything crazy one way or the other. Just get your guys back and make a run with these guys and then evaluate in the offseason where you're at. Suns back in action tomorrow, hosting the Hornets, the three-game win streak. The Suns are now in seventh in the Western Conference, only three games back in the loss column from the number four spot in the Western Conference. That's how bunched up it was. That's how bunched up everybody is. A little three-game winning streak, you Uh, jump a whole bunch of teams. uh Uh-huh. Lakers made a trade today, according to multiple reports. L.A., the Lakers, acquiring the Wizards' Rui Hachimura. For Kendrick Nunn, three second uh, 2023 second rounder and a couple of other second rounders in 2029 and 28, they traded for him with the intention of signing him to an extension this summer. He was a name that was briefly, casually associated yeah. with the Suns. I don't not think the real, Suns had much though. interest in him. He's okay. He's an okay player. He's not a difference maker, but they need some depth. I think he shot the three halfway decent this year. Uh, overall, but he's you know he's a guy that'll give you ten points, four rebounds a game. He'll give you say he'll play you know come off the bench and you know play for you. So I mean, not a bad trade. Uh, everybody was looking at what Washington was going to do with guys like Kyle Kuzma, not what they were going to do with him. Your guy Shams is saying the three finalists for Hachimura were the Lakers, the Pacers, and the Suns. Oh God. <laughs> I said that just to get that reaction out of you, I swear. NFL Divisional Round Recap. Chiefs beat the Jags 27-20. The Bengals over the Bills 27-10. The 
The Eagles over the Giants 38-7, and the 49ers beat the Cowboys 19-12. So the Eagles host the Niners, the Chiefs host the Bengals, the winners meet here in Super Bowl 57 on February Two 12th. cold-weather stadiums hosting games. Mm-hmm. Two cold-weather outdoor stadiums hosting games. We'll see if the weather has any factor. Meanwhile, that neutral site game, you don't need it now. And head coach Zach Taylor of the Bengals quote unquote apologize for screwing it up. Yeah, we, we just we had our mindset to go play in Kansas City and, and uh, it, 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 is, it is tough because they they have to formulate the plans for coin tosses and they got to formulate the plans for neutral side games and we just keep screwing it up for everybody and I hate that for, for people that have to endure all those logistical issues and then uh, we just keep screwing it up so I'm sorry. Oh the shade man! Throw that shade! <laughs> Throw it around Zach! Throw it uh, like a flamethrower, man. He just just <laughs> look. I don't ever want to see a neutral side AFC or NFC championship okay. game ever. We might have to talk about that tomorrow for a sure. segment because there's some belief around the NFL that that could be coming. Stupid. There's some thought around the NFL that that could. Be I don't ever coming. want to. Why would you take that away from the fans? I know. We'll talk about this tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. 100% agree with you, Bo. But Your I was team kinda... ends up with the best record in the AFC, and you can't host the play. Of, of, that's why you end up. That's what. That's what you play for the, the games for. Yeah. Real quick, Andy Reid told reporters, quarterback Patrick Mahomes worked hard on the treatment, is doing okay, and that he's going to play against the Bengals. The Giants GM says they plan to move forward with Daniel Jones as their quarterback, and Cowboys running back Tony Pollard broke his leg and needs surgery. His recovery time is expected to be three months, and he's a free agent, so the timing is terrible. U of A men's basketball jumped from 11th to 6th in the AP Damn, men's right, they did. They swept the L.A. schools at home over did. the weekend. Beat UCLA, 5th-ranked Bruins like a drum. over the weekend. <laughs> ASU men's basketball, eh, not so much. They dropped both games against UCLA uh, and USC. I, I think they're out now, right, in the bracketology? It's, it's, I'm sure they are I now. Out I don't know if that. they can get themselves back in. Um, they but, can. I was just, you know, they, they just needed to win that USC game. And they played so well against UCLA. They really played their asses off against UCLA. But then they just got clobbered by USC. They were never in the game. Arizona, good performance by Tubelis and Balo. They uh, snapped the Bruins' 14-game winning streak with that win against UCLA. Clayton Keller hat trick last night. The Coyotes 4-1 win. Win over the Vegas Golden Knights. What's at our Mono record Arena? now in Arizona? We've won some games. Uh, we, the Suns have helped out. The Coyotes yeah. have helped out with a couple of wins. Yeah, yeah. How about that. Rick Tockett has been hired as the new coach of the Canucks after they fire their very popular head coach over the weekend. Oh no! What? He's got to go back with that player he can't stand. Uh oh! Oh, and why did uh, he take the job? I don't you know. know. He should have said. He should have said no if he didn't like him that much. Healthy, healthy scratch every night, just so he could get him traded again. I'm sure. <laughs> He's like, seriously, I'll take this job. But really, I got to deal with this guy again. Name the player he just for people play. who don't know who you're talking about. Please name the player. Olive oil. Mm. He's back with olive oil. Oliver Ekman. He's back Larson. with olive oil. He yeah. should have taken the job then. You know what? I mean, Make he, I, mean, lie it, in it. I mean, he was a healthy scratch last week because the coach was like, I got. I'm going to get fired if I don't bench this guy. He's killing me. And then He's the new coach killer. Real quick, today the Angels announced that Artie Moreno and the Moreno family is not going to sell the team. They are ending the exploratory mm-hmm. process to sell the team and will continue ownership through the 2023 yeah. season and beyond. You know, I actually talked about that a couple of weeks ago, if you remember. 
um, that uh, with the with the whole Diamondback thing, because when I was you know dispelling the rumors that the Diamondbacks were for sale, mm-hmm. I said Artie Marino is also not getting what he wants, and if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to he's going to pull that offer. Yeah, those are our top stories of the day. That is the four o'clock reset. When we come back, we'll go a little more in depth with our top story of the day. Scheduled interviews, completed interviews. A canceled interview, or is it just postponed? Everything you need to know about the Cardinals' ongoing coaching search is next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, Cardinals' head coaching search update. 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 It out a little bit. What we know, the latest, is a lot of news out there about the Cardinals coaching search. So let's get everybody caught up as much as we can with what's going on right now. The biggie, obviously, is that Sean Payton is going to interview with the Cardinals. That news was first broken by Howard Balzer, local journalist who covers the Arizona Cardinals. We're all friends with Howard. He fills in from time to time here on the station. He broke the news that Sean Payton is going to meet with the Cardinals on Thursday. That news was confirmed by Ian Rappaport via Twitter. Then Jeff Duncan of the New Orleans Times-Picayune chimed in and said that Sean Payton has not, he was going to have a second interview with the Denver Broncos, that he hasn't finalized his meeting time yet with the Broncos, but the plan was for him to fly to Denver on Wednesday night, do the second interview with the Broncos either on Wednesday or Thursday, and presumably he would have had his first interview with the Cardinals after his second interview with Denver. But then Howard followed up his reporting by saying, now the Broncos interview is on pause. Maybe he, because he wants to hear what the Cardinals say first before he hears what the Broncos have to say second, or maybe he wants to use the Cardinals as leverage to get more from the Broncos when he meets with them the second time. Either way, it's all kind of convoluted and complicated. Two weeks, eight interviews done for the Broncos. They search for a new head coach. Seven candidates remain because Jim Harbaugh is out of the picture, but they did interview him. But Harbaugh is out of the picture. So now you sit there and, you know, you wait this out and you try to say they want a second interview with Peyton, which would tell you that they're absolutely uh, interested in hiring him. He's the biggest name on the market. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he ends up with that job. But they do have seven candidates available right now out of the eight that they interviewed. None of them have been hired. And like I said, Harbor went back. And if you're going to request a second interview with a guy, you have a real serious interest in hiring that guy. You're not going to waste his time. So that's where the Broncos are. But he's probably Peyton. You know, Peyton, you know listen, Peyton may want the Cardinals job. And that's why he doesn't want to do the second interview because they may offer him right there. And then he's got to say, well, I want to wait and see what the Cardinals are going to do. And they're like, hey, if you don't really want this job, like – so he may want to play it out where let me do this interview first and see if the Cardinals offer me before you go back to Denver. Because say he does, in his mind, say he wants the Cardinals job over the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that second interview with the Broncos and have them offer you the job right there before you've interviewed with Arizona. Now, when you went into the process, I think everybody understood that you were going to get interviewed by a bunch of teams. But once you do that second interview, if they like you and everything works, they might offer you right then and there. And then it's hard to say, well, I want to wait for somebody else. Well, then, okay, well, then we're going to move on. Yeah. You know, if you don't really want this job, I mean, that would tell you right then and there. Peyton's going to tell everybody he wants the job. But if he has to to go to them physically and then 
they offer him and he doesn't take it, that sends a little bit of a bad signal, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost seems to boil down to the question, does does he is he interviewing with the Arizona Cardinals job for the Arizona Cardinals job because he's legitimately interested in it or he wants to use that as leverage for another deal because he could be getting upwards of 20 to $25 million a year to coach? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But you and I both agree. Um, I, I think we agree on a couple things. Number one, if he has the Broncos second interview before he has the Cardinals first, I'd be concerned about that if I'm the Cardinals thinking that he might not get out of the Broncos clutches in time to meet with me for the first time if if they make him an offer that he can't refuse. That's number one. Number two is if you're the Cardinals and you're going to go through all the hoops just to get an interview with him, you might as well interview the guy. And I'm glad to see at least there was some... Uh, completion with that. Some closure was the word I was looking for with that. Like, you, you can't go through the hoops of saying, yes, we'll give you what you want for draft picks. Yes, we're willing to do all that and not interview the guy. you, you got to interview him and find out what he has to say about your job. And I'm glad, I hope, that they still go through with that on Thursday because I want them to go through with that L- to see what he has to say. Last year, the Broncos were the first team that hired a head coach. That was on January 27th. So the first head coach that was hired last year when they hired Nathaniel Hackett was on January 27th. They were the first team to do that. So um, just to give you timelines on on how that worked. So we'll see. I mean, we're we're, we're closing in on the dates when these coaches are all going to get hired. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, it's probably going to be, a, well, you know, once one gets hired, you're probably going to see a whole bunch hired within the next couple of days. Yeah, I would tend to think, and maybe Sean Payton is the one domino that everybody's waiting on. I think I also saw a report that he was going to complete his Charlotte interview today, his Carolina interview yeah. today, the one that had been postponed because of the death of the soccer player that the the owner of the Panthers also owns as well. So perha- I haven't seen a completion on that, but according to reports, that was going to happen he, today as well. He did complete the interview Okay, he completed today. the interview yes, with the, the Panthers. Pan- they were, yeah, okay. they, yes, they, they got together today and the the team announced it. The Panthers actually announced the completion okay. of the interview. Thank with, you for checking with on Peyton that on Monday. I would imagine Peyton's going to talk with the Cardinals before he does anything else. As much as I might be nervous about the Broncos seeing to it that doesn't happen by by offering him a job before then, I bet Peyton waits to talk to the Cardinals to see what they have to say and what he has when, to when say. When are you talking to the Colts? Hmm. Well, the uh, Colts. When are you going to talk to the Colts? I'm talking to the Colts. You're not going to talk to the Colts? Oh, they're talking to everybody else (laughs) for their head coaching job. I have no interview scheduled with the Colts. I thought maybe you did. Do you? Yeah, no. No, I I have none. How about you? I'm surprised you didn't get it because everybody else is interviewed. Mitch, have you interviewed with the Colts? Well, I heard Jim Irsay is going to interview himself for the job. I think he might, yeah. Probably. 13 interviews for the Colts. I've got 13 candidates for their head coaching job right now. Wow. The Colts, 13. Think they could find one? I, I, do you think they find one who can want the job? Who, who will deal with Jim Irsay? There's only so many jobs available. I know, like, you know, I know but you know what? So People many. say no, right? Like there was only 32 general manager jobs, and yet Ian Cunningham said no to the Cardinals. Right? I mean, people. Yeah. You, you can you say that, but but people say no, right? Which leads me to story number two when it comes to the Cardinals coaching search, and this comes from Jay Glazer over the weekend from Fox Sports about D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers defensive coordinator. 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, he's in demand for a head coaching job. And how about this? He actually had four job interviews lined up for yesterday, got through the first two, which were the Broncos and the Texans, and said, I'm going to cancel the other two because I have to get back and really focus on the Dallas Cowboys. So canceled on the Cardinals and then canceled on the Colts. Now the trick is he can't reschedule those this week. The next time any of those teams can talk to D'Amico Ryans is next Monday. Did he cancel them or did he postpone them? 
There's a really big difference between the phrasing here, right? If he cancels, Unless he feels he has one of the jobs. Like th- that's that's possible mean. he has the Texan job he, locked up? If he canceled Maybe. it, flat up, straight up canceled it, it means he knows he's getting one of those two jobs that he's already spoken with. Or did he just postpone them? And he's waiting because he's like, man, this is too much. I can't handle this. I got to get ready for a big game. I got to get ready for a big game. I don't have the bandwidth to do another one of these interviews. Sorry, guys. All due respect. I'll talk to you when I have a chance. And then that leads me to the other question. Is D'Amico Ryan's worth waiting on if you're the Cardinals, if you can't talk to him until next Monday? Like, let's say it was truly his intention that he was just overwhelmed with game prep, that he wants to talk to those two teams, but now that he can't until next Monday, if you're the Cardinals, do you wait on him? Do you not make the decision until Monday before you talk to him, or do you move without him? Who's my second choice? I don't know. Is it Brian Flores? Is he he going to go somewhere else if I don't interview D'Amico Ryan's? Probably not. Probably not, Brian. Flo- I mean, if you if you feel like you if you feel like you can do it without losing a candidate, sure. Okay. If you feel like I'm going to drag this out for another week and that candidate hire goes somewhere else, like these coaches are going to they're, they're going to sure. take a job. It's sure. a lot, it's a lot of it's a, it's prestigious. There's a lot of money involved, like to be a head coach in this league. Like so, like if if you're like I like really like Brian Flores. And, but I'm not. I'm going to wait until I interview D'Amico, and he's like, I'm not waiting a week because I got another team that's going to offer me. The Colts are going to offer me. Like I don't know how. I don't know who else would hire it, them. It, it doesn't seem like anybody else is in on Brian Flores for the head coaching job. So that that might be one that. I, and I don't know that for a fact. It just seems like the Cardinals could put that one in their pocket if they wanted to, and kind of wait and see how it all plays out. If they have a chance to hire Sean Payton on Thursday. Hire Sean Payton on Thursday and don't worry about not talking to D'Amico Ryans on Monday. I, I just think there are some Cardinal fans who would like them to have a conversation with D'Amico Ryans before they do anything. And if that's the case, you now are not allowed to talk to him until a week from today. Even if he still wants to talk to you, which you kind of have to feel. I'm assuming the Cardinals know they've either been canceled on or they've been postponed. Which is it? Because it's, the distinction is very important here. Flores interviewed... Today, Aaron Glenn interviewed over the weekend, the Lions defensive coordinator, and then Dan Quinn, permission has been requested for the Cardinals to speak to him, the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. And the other thing to keep your eye on, and you mentioned this last week, and it was a really good point, a lot of offensive coordinator jobs available in the NFL. A lot. A lot. Yep. Like a third of the league. Like a third of the league. A little more than a third of the league. Have offensive coordinator jobs available. And that is a crucially important hire for the Cardinals, no matter who their head coach is. That is crucially important. You sure you don't have an interview with the Colts? You might have. Taking tomorrow off. You are? Maybe. Okay. (laughs) We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. 13 interviews. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of our show. The Burns and Gambo Show is brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Three in a row. Three in a row. And more importantly than that, the Suns are getting some dudes back. We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. We just got done in the last segment, kind of running through all of the various coaching rumors and reports. Who's interviewed? Who's interviewing? Who's been requested? Let's try to put a bow on it with our Twitter poll question of the day with Eric. 
Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. Take it away, Rubes. It's an ongoing search. Lots of people are talking about who they want to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. But that's not today's question. Today's question is, it's prediction time. Who will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? I gave you four options, but feel free to go off the board. Your four options are Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryans, Vance Joseph, and Brian Flores. Gambo's right. It's low-hanging fruit for me to say Brian Flores. It's the easy pick. But I, I've had him on the brain ever since it was announced he was a candidate, and I haven't been able to get him out. I think Brian Flores is going to get the job. Now that Peyton is interviewing, what the hell? I'm going Sean Peyton. <laughs> no reason not to. He's interviewing. It'd be great if it happened. He's won a Super Bowl. I mean, nobody else could say that. He's he's had success. Nobody, nobody else could say that they've had this similar success. So... I'll, as much as I don't want to give up a draft pick, I'll say Peyton. And Peyton does have that connection to the Cardinals, being a ball boy for them uh, way back when they were not in Arizona, back when they were in St. Louis. So we've heard. Yes, so we've heard. I've <laughs> heard that, yeah. Yeah, what's our audience say on this one? 53.4% rolling with the low-hanging fruit with Brian Flores. In second place is Sean Payton, down at 21.4%. 16.4% rolling with D'Amico Ryans, despite the canceled interview. And 8.8% going in-house. Vance Joseph. And I want to make sure I'm clear on this. When I call Brian Flores low-hanging fruit, I'm not describing him as a coaching no, candidate. No, but the, I'm just like kind of the odds in favor of The it. idea that it's going to be him because of the connection with him and Monty, it, it just seems like the natural, obvious, easy answer to the question when you say, who do you think is going to be the coach? Not because I think he's a bad candidate by any stretch. All right, that's the poll question you can find at Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Now Paul on the drive, left alone in the lane. He floats it up and in from the dotted line. CP3 doing a little bit of everything to start tonight's game out. That was a hell of a weekend for the were, It really was. It was a hell of a weekend. It really was. The Josh Okoji, the masked man, coming through on Saturday, and then you come back and you you get that impressive win over Memphis with Chris Paul returning to the lineup, playing lights out in that first quarter. Man, he could not miss in the first quarter. He was really, really great. Actually, he took him out of the game about eight and a half minutes, and then they put him back in the game with 30 seconds because they had a two-for-one opportunity. They put him back in the game to take advantage of the two-for-one opportunity. Ended up with 15 points. Played really, really well in that game. Um, so I yeah, three game winning streak for the Suns boosted themselves up to seventh. This is, you know, this is, you know, this is what James Jones has preached all along patience. And it's been really hard for a lot of Suns fans. Sure has. Right? You got to go get somebody. We're losing all these games. We're not even in the play in tournament right now. And I know James just relax. There's nobody I could go get at this point that's any better than Josh Okoji. There's nobody I can get on the street that's better than Damian Lee. I can't get anybody better than Jock Landale. These are my guys. I got to run with them. Now, there's always the Jay Crowder trade. There's always mm-hmm. that possibility that, you know, you can make the Jay Crowder trade. Did you see his tweet today, by the way? He had, it was kind of like a trophy and a it, hand. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a, an hourglass, an alarm clock, and an hourglass. As if to say, tick-tock, here it comes, right? He, 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 any, February 9th. Any minute now. Fe- yeah, February 9th is two weeks from this Thursday is the trade deadline in the NBA. Yeah. I think that's all. He, did he tweet something else that I missed, or was it just the, the hourglass clock emoji thing? Okay. That was I'm it. just waiting for the workout video. You know, but here's the honest sure. thing. How many, how many times have we talked about a Jay Crowder tweet in the last four months? Not very often. A few times. A few, a few, there's not, been a few tweets. Not recently. Not in the last couple of weeks. But yes, there no, have been a few been times. at least yes. three tweets where yes. you try to decipher. I'm done trying to decipher tweets. I, I, I was just thinking I'm just, in the last right. couple of weeks. But yeah, you're right. I know. I mean, it's like we look at it and like, try to decipher what it means. But like he's had several of these tweets before, and it's never materialized into anything. 
anything. Look, they're going to trade him. What they get for him, I have no idea. It's not going to be much. We, we keep talking about that. I, I, I will say this. If we had suggested an idea, we kind of floated an idea towards the end of last week, and it was just more of a guess than anything else, that maybe part of the strategy with Chris was to give him just as much time off as humanly possible during the regular season so you get the freshest, best version of him for this final push during the regular season. He looked fresh last night. He looked energetic last night. He looked like Chris Paul last night, the way he was, like the version we remember of him. I'll tell you right now, if that's the Chris Paul they've got for the remaining 34 games of this season, that's way better than anybody they could get at the trade deadline. So question, but can can you count on him? Can you count on him being that type of player? There are matchups that don't work against Chris, that, that, that just don't work for him. And it's, that may depend on the matchup you get. Um, there's also an old player it's with, a, with a body that's been injured a whole lot. Now you're going to ask that body to, hey, can that body make it through January, February, March, April, May, okay, and into mm-hmm. June, mm-hmm. okay, if they have a long run in the playoffs. That's five months. I mean, you talk about can that body hold up right now? He's missed 27 games, or I had it in my notes earlier, but 20-something games he's missed. Can that older body hold up over the next four to five months it's a great question considering he's barely played in the first four to five months of the season that that's what makes me wonder if they were almost like uh you know on a lay on a layaway plan with chris paul like we're gonna you know we'll just we'll play him later and we'll just give him the time off now the answer to your question is i don't know how anybody could know for sure and, and it's a hell of a risk i'll give you that it's your your i would tend to think no i would tend to think that a player at that age is not going to be able to be that elite guy every single night. you don't have night. any choice, you got to roll them out. Absolutely. You, gotta, you have no choice. Yep. You could try to discuss how I'm going to manage minutes or games. And, you know, I would think, I mean, I heard Steve Kerr talking the other day about the NBA should go to a, a 72-game schedule and I'll stop resting my players because he rested everybody on the second of a back-to-back. And, I mean, I think that's, you know, you're going to have to be very, very careful with Chris and that's what you're going to have to do and bring him along slowly. Look, Cam Johnson sat out a game after he played his I first game I was just going to ask you, would you have a problem if Monty did that with Chris? Would you have a no, problem? No, I think if, you got to try. If Chris try. Paul didn't play tomorrow no. against Charlotte, would you no. be okay with no. that? I mean, I don't care if he plays 15 games the rest of the season. Most important thing is just to get him as healthy as you can for the playoffs. Because I still think, no matter what, in my opinion, that this team can't get to where they want to go without Chris Paul playing at an elite level. Based on the roster right now, if Chris Paul doesn't play elite, they're not winning anything. He's got to play elite for them to get out of the first round, for them to get out of the second round, for them to get to the Western Conference Finals. He's got to be great. And if he can't be great, then it doesn't matter. Because then, you know, then, you know, you put all the pressure on Devin Booker, you trap him, you force the ball out of his hands. And if Chris can't beat you, and, you know, we've seen DA, Mikhail, all these other guys step up and try to be that, you know, that secondary guy. And nobody was able to do it for all the time Book and Big Book was out or Paul was out or Bolt had been out. Nobody's really been able to do it. I like what Mikhail did yesterday, a couple big threes and everything. But we're not going to look to Mikhail as a secondary guy. So Chris has to be great. Yeah, he has to be. And, and they have to protect his ability to be great. And I thought even last night there was a real question was it worth it? Chris Paul played, what, 38 minutes last night? 39 minutes? Played nine in the first quarter. Was last night's game worth him playing that many minutes? I mean, that, that might be the nightly decision you have to make if you're Bonnie. Like, I could play Chris 40 minutes tonight. We could potentially win the game. What am I going to have to pay for next week if I do that tonight? How many games is he going to have to miss 
if I do that with Chris tonight. And that, I think, is going to be the daily inner debate the organization is going to have when it comes to Chris Paul, basically for the rest of the regular season. It's probably something that they've discussed and they know what they're going to do. Probably. You know, yep. it's probably something that, you know, now there'll be certain games you're going to win. And I think it's, you know, if you're available to play, you're available to play, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or 35 minutes. But there will be days when it's probably going to be where these guys are not available to play. Yep. Well, like I mentioned, uh, or as you mentioned it, the Suns right now with this three-game win streak, they're in seventh in the Western Conference. Now, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that have the same number or one more loss than they do. It's an incredible bunching right now. But at 24 and 24 in the loss column, they're just three games out of the number four seed in the Western Conference. So 48 games down, that means there's 34 left. Yes. You know, how many of those, if I asked you right now, how many of those 34 games should Chris Paul play in? I'll say 25. I was going to say 22 or 23. Okay. I was going to say 22 or 23. More than 20, less than 25. Yeah. Is it possible that, how many games did I just say were left? 34. Is it possible he plays in 30? No. You don't think it is? I don't don't think it's wise for him to play in all 30. And I think it's wise for... 30, you'd have four off. 30 games. I, I think it'd be wise for them to give him more, more than that. That's off. the way I know. I, that's the that's way we're what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to remind you that Nickelback is heading out on the Get Rolling Tour? It's coming to Footprint Center on July 12th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. You can win a pair now by heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Hey, Cowboys, uh, what you doing? What's next on the Burns and Gambo Show? And Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final play looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the turret. Gets smoked right away. And that'll do with the 49ers back to the championship game. So funny. Like, we should be talking about the 49ers. We will talk about the 49ers as the week wears on because of the things they did against the Dallas Cowboys. All anybody's talking today is about the Dallas Cowboys losing that, right? It's like it's like the 49ers were just innocent bystanders, and, and everything that happened yesterday was because of the Cowboys, and because of Mike McCarthy and his decisions, and because of Dak and how poorly he played, and, and Jerry and how it's been 27 years since he's had a team that's won a conference championship game. It's almost like... The 49ers have been relegated to, oh, by the way, you know that Brock Purdy kid? He still hasn't lost a game in his NFL career. Yeah. He might not lose a game until he's won a Super Bowl. Think about that for just a minute. What, was the, what was the Trey Lance tweet last week? One of his guys got hired somewhere else. Do you remember that? Do you remember where, where oh, here. Mitch? Trey Lance okay. posts cryptic social media message directed at newly minted Titans GM, Rand Carthon. That's it, the Titans, right? Bring me, baby. Like, come on, get me. Get me out of here. Come get me, because this guy, get I, me out. Get I, me out. I, I ain't taking this kid's job. No, no. I ain't I taking mean, it. I mean, it's incredible. This is what an incredible story. It's an incredible story. Yeah. It is. Now, look, I'm more inclined to talk about the Cowboys and what happened yesterday, but we've got to spend a minute or two talking about a 49. Look, Kittle was great in the second half. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell were great. The 49ers defense harassed Dak Prescott all day. Brock Purdy, to his credit, put up with an absolute hurricane of defensive pressure in the first half. Yeah, they were getting after him. And survived it. 
right, and, and kind of lived to tell about it and kind of righted the ship and, and played well or at least better in the second half. I don't know if he's going to face a tougher defense than the one he faced yesterday against Dallas. I, I hear the Philly argument, and you might convince me I think later he, in the week. I, I think I think he will. I, but I think Dallas's defense is brutal, and they got after him, and they, they did. just couldn't quite rattle him all the way. No, I was impressed. Listen, in the second half when that game was 9-9, I mean, you he had to make some plays. And this is when you said, can the kid win a game like that? And when they went up 16-9, he did. He made some plays. He made the 29-yard pass to Kittle. He had an 8-yard pass to McCaffrey. He had uh, a, a, um, he, he almost got intercepted by Diggs, which would have ended that Should drive. have been intercepted by Diggs, yeah. Yeah, and then there was the sack by Lawrence that got wiped out because of a holding penalty on Dallas. Then it was another holding penalty. But eventually he got him, he got him in the end zone 16-9. Dallas comes back, gets a field goal. So it's a four-point game. But then he goes to Kittle again. He goes to Brandon Ayuk on a big third and two. He goes to McCaffrey on a big third and three. They get the field goal. He wasn't great in that game. But he was he was he was what they needed. He made plays when they needed him to make some plays. I'll tell you what he didn't do. Turn the he ball. He didn't over. turn the ball over like his counterpart across the field. Right? That's why Dak Prescott. Listen, eight quarterbacks. There were eight quarterbacks this week. Eight that played football games in the NFL. Only one of those quarterbacks threw more than one interception. Dak Prescott, the only one. The other seven threw zero or one. He threw two. Mm-hmm. The only quarterback that threw more than one pick was Dak Prescott. And that's where you get to the point where you realize that you just can't. You can only go so far with Dak as your quarterback. You paid him $40 million a year. You like him. But he's the guy led the league in interceptions and he missed five games. What does it tell you? He led the league in interceptions and he missed five. You're not going to win with him. He's Kirk Cousins. He's Jay Cutler. He's pick the guy. There's a, there's a, there's a ton of guys that are in that category. He's in that category. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Jones wants to win one at some point. He's going to have to move on. I do not believe that Dak Prescott can win your Super Bowl. Look, and this is why, okay, this time a week ago, you and I had a bet on the Bucks game. And, 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 and like I told you then, like I told you on I, Tuesday. Oh, that bet was all about Tampa, Tampa uh, for me. And, and that bet was all about Dallas for me. I, I, that's exactly the, what happened yesterday was why I was willing to bet against the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't have anything to do with Brady. Didn't, well, it had a little to do with Brady. But not, it had more to do with, I know, the Dallas Cowboys always, always, always find a way to mess it up this time of year. It's like you can set your watch to it if you want to, right? And, and yeah. Tampa was just so bad. It was just they played. A, Tampa shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Of course they shouldn't have. Of course they. I mean, if Dallas would have played anybody else, I wouldn't have picked them. I only picked them because Tampa's terrible. But this is Dallas. This is what they do. Yeah, this is what they do. This is what they do. Put and, them up against a good team and they fold. And to like that a point, cheap suit. okay. NFC Championship appearances for the Dallas Cowboys from 1970 to 1995. So basically the stallback Aikman years, okay? They made 14 appearances in 26 seasons in the NFC Championship game. In the 27 seasons since, none. Not a one. They have not been in the NFC Championship game from 1996 to 2022. Drew Pearson ain't walking through that door. No, 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 he's not. It, it, that's, no, Tony Dossett's not walking through that door either. No, who is walking through that door? Who's who's the guy who walks in and puts them over the top? Is it is it you know Mike McCarthy? Apparently, they're going to hold on to them. Are they? Do they make a run at Sean Payton? I saw what Jerry Jones said last night after the game. Nope, this is not a Mike McCarthy thing. We still believe in him. But there's this belief that that level of commitment is tepid at best, right? Like it might only last another year. And if it's another year of this, 
they might be forced to go out and make a change. This is what it is to be the Dallas Cowboys. Good regular season. They played well. They won a playoff game for the on the road for the first time in forever. But with a team right against a team with a losing record. Yeah, against a team with a losing record and a quarterback who looked like he was 55 years old, who I have news on in just a minute, by oh, the way. Oh, you do? Oh, I'll just share it with you right now since you were intrigued by it. On his own podcast, okay, okay the Let's Go podcast, Jim Gray asked Tom Brady about whether he's going to play in 2023. Okay. You got sound? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Mitch will get it, though. Okay. Quote. If I knew what I was going to bleep and do, I would have bleep and done it. I'm taking it a day at a time. I appreciate you asking. Thank you. Close quote. This is That's his... why you don't have the sound yet, by the way. Is that what it is? You're, you're working uh, on the bleeping, there's, bleeping, there's bleeping? curse words in there? Takes a minute to Dude, bleep those. that's his own podcast, right? Like, that's your... If I knew what I was blanking going to do... I would have blank and done it. Some people don't. I mean, well, some no, people I, take their time and I, want to make sure that the right decision. And- I understand. I guess I'm just bringing it up because usually on that podcast with Jim Gray, it's very sort of friendly. You know, I don't know. It's, it's you know, because that's that was a piss Tom Brady. It's uh, yeah. Pissed on his, in his own, you know, with the guy that I think he's basically paying to ask that question of him. Right. I mean, that's your podcast, Tom. You can't be you have to be so rude to the guy who asked you the question. You're probably paying him to ask you that question. I just thought it was a... He's got $350 million waiting for him as a broadcaster sure once does. he doesn't play anymore. Sure does. Though a lot of people think... Look, here's the thing. He sh- I mean, I think he's going to play. He should retire. He should retire. He should retire. He's done. That doesn't mean he can't go have success somewhere else. But I think he's... I think he's done. I think he should walk. And not just because I would win back a bet from you if he does. But there are five teams that will that will line up to pay him a lot of money to be their quarterback next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, on the other side of the NFC equation, we don't need to spend a ton of time talking about it because we didn't spend a ton of time watching it. The Eagles trounced the Giants 38-7. to Jalen Hurts looked good. That Eagles defense looked fierce. And the Giants looked like the yeah. clock struck midnight and the carriage turned into a pumpkin. I just got blown out. I mean, they just got absolutely blown out of the game when they scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, at least they're not going to get shut out. But, I mean, it was so bad. Like, you know, they're down by three scores and they're punting the ball. Like, you know, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, you're just trying not to lose by more. So it was was an ugly game for them. They had a terrific year. It was a big turnaround year for them, you know, with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And uh, it was a solid year. They'll continue to build on that and try to compete with the Eagles you know, I think for the next few years. But I think the Giants took a big step up, but they're not on the same level as the Eagles. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the very latest on the Cardinals coaching search, the very latest when it comes to the Cardinals front office, in particular, an addition that was made over the weekend. That, and again, the very latest on what's going on with the coaching next on the Burns and Gambo show.